Welcome to I Wish I Knew, a disrupted TV podcast. Today, we're talking with Stephen Weaver from Arkansas. As you know, this is a show where educators share a time when they jumped into something and wished there was one thing they could have known that would have helped out. Stephen, what story do you want to share with us today? I'd like to share a story about early in my career when I focused more on compliance rather than student contribution. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me more about it? Early in my career as a teacher, I was focused on the learning targets or the standards or the goals. Mm -hmm. And I believe over time from watching veteran teachers and with my new job as an assistant superintendent, I have the opportunity to go into classrooms all across the school district and see kindergarten through 12th grade teachers. And what I've observed later in my career is that the best teachers have multiple ways for students to demonstrate their understanding. And early in my career, I focused on student understanding with more of the correct answer or every student completing the same project. Has technology changed how you view that? Or can you look back and see how you could have done it differently? Or you know, has technology really broadened that for you? Technology has made it easier for teaching and learning to, to have these personalized learning opportunities, but I certainly could have done things differently. I think early in your career, you just don't know what you don't know. But what do you think, what things do you think you wish you would have done? Like, how do you think you would have, you would have tweaked it? Questions. I would have had more questions where there's multiple ways for students to demonstrate their understanding. I would have had more turn and talk where you turn and talk to your neighbor instead of whole group conversations where only one or two students are able to have the conversation or have the right answer. And I believe I would have had, if I had technology at the time, no one had technology in their classrooms early in my career, but if I had the technology, you could have had more student blogging or even students reaching out to classes in other states and other countries. And at the time, we pretty much had students talking to each other in the classroom, but I would have had more opportunities for students to demonstrate multiple perspectives instead of maybe demonstrating the textbook answer or the answer the teacher was expecting. Mm -hmm. Can you um, tell me, um, have you seen a specific example in your current practice that really just um, excited you to see a teacher, particularly a newer teacher, really demonstrating that skill or becoming proficient in that skill? One of the best things I've seen over the last three years is in Charlotte Mecklenburg schools. I visited Charlotte Mecklenburg schools where they're focused on personalized learning. And Jill Thompson is the director of personalized learning for the school district. And each year they add 15 new personalized learning schools. But I visited a kindergarten classroom where typically you think of students all doing the same thing at the same time in kindergarten. And what they had was learning pathways in their learning pathways each student had a QR code and they would get the they would get the learning pathway for the day so each student would have a different way to demonstrate their understanding and along the way throughout the week if they were demonstrating understanding at a higher level then either the software would bump them up or a teacher or teacher assistant would bump them to a higher level but even at the kindergarten level students had choice and voice and they had options and they were able to learn at their own pace. So this is much different than teaching and learning when I was a teacher and when I was a student. Wow, that sounds exciting. That must have been that must have been really awesome to watch, to watch a kindergarten class with personalized learning. I, that would have been great. Um, 
how, how has this handled the way you perceive what you observe in the classroom? This really changed what I observe in the classroom. And what changed me the most was when I was a building principal, I read a book by Alan November titled, Who Owns the Learning? And I wish I had that book when I was a classroom teacher. So now when I visit classrooms as an associate superintendent for teaching and learning, and I visit classrooms, teachers often ask me, well, what are you looking for? And the key look for's are who owns the learning? When you okay. answer that question, it leads to what type of teaching and learning is going on. And then I also look for what's on the walls. Are they using the windows? A lot of, a lot of classrooms are writing math problems on windows now or on tables where you can erase and demonstrate your visible learning on the tables. I'm looking for accountable talk. I'm looking for student voice. I'm looking for blended learning. I'm looking for choice and all of the things that you hear about in all the great books on instructional strategies, I'm looking for these things. But each of these things demonstrate a balance between contribution and compliance. And that's what I said earlier. Right, I'm thinking about- um, more, more compliance and then have the balance of contribution. And I really think if you look at today's students, you wanna see the four C's, you want to see critical thinking, collaboration, communication and creativity. And a fifth C would be contribution. So when I walk in as an assistant superintendent and I see contribution, I know I'm in a culture of learning. Um, how um, does your, um, how did you convey all of this to your new staff when you became assistant superintendent? How do you um, dispense this expectation to your supervisors and to your principals? It takes time and we are, it's a journey, it's ongoing. We, we have an aspiring leadership group, so we're trying to invest in our future assistant principals and our future principals. We also have a principal meeting and a principal cohort. And then we take people to trips like ASCD conferences and ISTE. So we invest in our leaders and our aspiring leaders, those who are starting to show interest in leadership. We also have task forces. This past year, we had 65 math teachers, K through 12 on a math task force. So on that math task force, they get to develop curriculum assessments and I get to invest in them. And we have conversations about teaching and learning. So I feel like we're multiplying leaders in our school district rather than the traditional model where you had a principal meeting and the principal went back and told the faculty at a faculty meeting. I feel like we have constant opportunities where people can engage in leadership roles. And whether it's a first year teacher or a 30 year veteran, they have a voice at the table because they're a professional in our organization. So a lot of times we get great ideas from our first year teachers. Mm -hmm. And Chris, when I was a teacher, you'd wait five or 10 years before you served on a district committee. So I think that's changed. That's, you don't, you don't that's encouraging. You wait your turn as long as you used to. You, you had to wait for a while in the, in the former style of teaching and leadership. Well, I think that's encouraging because back when I started as well, uh, you did wait. And in many districts today, you still wait because there isn't that openness to talking and sharing and building uh, together. So I, I just think that your staff is incredibly fortunate to have you. And I'm, I have no doubt that they are thrilled to have you in that in that visionary position. Um, Stephen, what kind? What are the three takeaways you would like 
our listeners to have? The three takeaways I'd like listeners to have today are focus on student contribution, focus on multiplying teacher leaders, and finally, focus on the whole child. When we focus on the whole child, that means that our teaching and learning will change because when you're focused on the whole child, you, you cannot continue to teach the way we've always taught. Well, Stephen, I want to thank you for talking with us today because we've been talking with Stephen Weber from Arkansas, and I'm so grateful you were able to take time to spend with us today, Stephen. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity. My pleasure. Uh, We hope you'll join us again when we talk about I Wish I Knew on Disrupted TV Podcast. Thanks for listening.